hey, hey, everybody. It's time for your Browns Friday Fumble. Fumble on it. As demonstrated by Ben Roethlisberger and James Conner, you got to fall on it. You don't try to pick it up and run. Or if you're Ben Roethlisberger, you don't fall on it. You you let the other guy do it because you, you look at it and maybe you he's shout too old for this crap. You shout words of encouragement to James Conner. Say you got this one, buddy. You got this. You got I, this one. Hey hey, we'll get him back. I have confidence in you that you're going to get this one, Dylan. <laughs> oh, buddy, we're so. <laughs> what, <laughs> we're, what are we even going to okay. do? Note note week. T- note to the listeners. You're listeners of this podcast. You've been here before. You've heard us before. Okay. Uh, We're a satirical podcast where we make jokes about the Browns, and when they win, we pretend to be mad, and when they lose, we pretend to be happy and all this. This is playoffs, divisional round, Browns victorious. We always wondered what the direction of the podcast would be, and we don't know going forward, but I'm telling you this. This podcast today is 100% legitimate, celebratory. Homerville, Homerville town. This is, there's no jokes. Well, there's jokes. But this is 100%. The Browns just beat the goddamn Pittsburgh football. In in, Pittsburgh, nonetheless. In Pittsburgh, in the playoffs. And Dylan, it was not a close game. (laughs) At all. We were just, we, I was just watching the highlights, Dave. You watched me do it, and and they went and scored seven points, and we just fucking went and scored seven more on yeah, top we'll do of that. Our 28. Yeah. Uh, the statistic of the game <laughs> was that the Browns, despite everybody thinking it was starting to get hairy in the third quarter, the Browns led by two scores for 54 minutes of that game. And there are 60 minutes played in an NFL football game, Dylan. 54 of those minutes, the Browns were up by multiple touchdowns. Yes. Uh, It was not a close game. It was possibly the dismantling of the Pittsburgh juggernaut, which has really just kicked us in the nuts, shins, knees, hips, kidneys, every face if you're a punter. Soul. Uh, it's Dave. just yeah. Soul. The the orcs. This is the orcs are being thrown down into the pit. Uh, Sauron has revealed to be an evil wizard and has been struck down as well. This is just. Let's okay. I I don't know that so I want to walk through it. Let's walk through it because I know that me and you, me and you were both on a Hulu delay. We were. We were on what I now is referred to as the Kevin Stefanski delay. Exactly. As it was revealed, he was on a Hulu delay, and he was tipped off on every positive play by his kids upstairs. I was tipped off by a text thread that, in the early stages of the game, was just a series of swear words and random characters. <laughs> where lots of, lots of emoji use. My the, emoji recently... My recent emojis is real weird right now. Yeah. 
a lot of sexual stuff, to be honest. A um, lot of eggplants, a lot of three drops. Uh, yeah, it, it was, and I and I tried to set this precedent. And friend of the show, uh, Jack Brackney, will uh, be the one to break this rule most. But I tried to say, if it's a positive play, spoil away. Go ahead. If it's a negative play, don't. But that ended up being a problem with if there's no flurry in the text thread, it means nothing good's happening. But right. also, Jack had trouble uh, sticking to that rule as well. But anyway, it doesn't matter. There was no negatives in that game. That game was all positive. Um, Start to finish, just one long, drawn-out... I mean, here's the thing, Dave. I was trying to go through and pick my favorite touchdown. Yeah. And there's six of them, goddamn, to choose from. And every single one is a magnificent piece yeah. of art. All of them. All of them are magnificent pieces of art. Like, let's go through them one by one, Dylan. Please. I want to. First one, uh, the, and this we didn't plan, so I got I to gotta look them up. Um, a- aforementioned. The first ben. one. Uh, the ben football. is encouraging James Conner to save his ass. Yes, and he does not. Uh, he is unable to do so. Carl Joseph falls on the ball in the end zone. Six now, nothing with like six seconds gone. Now I like I wasn't even like I was still doing pregame hype at this point. You know that sort of yeah. like you got to switch the hype train from pre to in game. I was still pregame hyped. Yeah. And so I was kind of like surface paying attention, and then I just lost my damn mind. I was expecting an 8 o'clock, just barely get there on time, tell my wife, hey, can you listen for her? Because I'm going to the basement to watch this game. I had confirmation of asleep at 7.15, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well now I have an hour to kill of anxious, nervous energy. Now I got to get on... The Browns Twitter, by the way, Sunday night Browns Twitter pregame was the most manic, ridiculous. Oh, it was a situation that I've ever uh, witnessed on, and and that's counting the last week's worth of events. Yeah, um, it was very, very, very stressful. I ended up during that time. I'm not making this up. I went on to uh, I I fired up Grand Theft Auto Five on my PC. I went online and I bought an orange van <laughs> so I could have a Cleveland Browns themed van in Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, now I was not I did not have enough money to buy one from the custom place that you could put like fancy stripes on it. So it's just a regular van painted orange. Anyway. I'm hoping to get the Browns helmet on the side of my orange van by this week. I'll have to try to figure that out. So that's how Please I update the Twitter stream. I will. Happens. I will do that. I will try to get a picture of at least the orange van. Yes. Uh, game starts and instantly like kick like the like before the kickoff happens. I'm getting I'm getting these texts. Oh, yeah. So. 8.16 p.m., I receive a 
series of very, 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 very long and typo-filled ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-has, followed by responses that are all just random typing consonants, um, followed by, as we've discussed this in the past, the word just someone texting f- to a group message during a Browns game, like, you don't know, and I'm 45 seconds behind, and... That all of those messages honestly could have gone either way. Yeah, and then then there's th- see this is before even everyone in the group had shared what Browns gear they were wearing. It was so early. Oh my word! Okay, let's move on, and we'll go with the setup to this touchdown. Second touchdown off of the interception. Uh, what I've told by smarter people than me, the Jake Burnses of the world is that uh, this was the same play that was returned as a pick six uh, back in week six, but Baker made the proper read this time and made the right throw to Jarvis Landry, who then... You ever you remember in Tecmo Bowl, Dylan, when like there was one player who was as fast as your player, but none of the other players were that fast? Certainly. Certainly. So that's what happened. Jarvis caught the ball and then the one player that was as fast as him fell down and then no one else even really attempted to tackle him in any sort of real way. And then, and, and then he fucking flew into the end zone. Yeah. And it's it, again, the, uh, the, the effort level put forth by the, the Pittsburgh football in this staggeringly low amount of effort in this playoff game. So, that's number two. And again, this is not ranked. This has to be chronological. Um, number three, following another interception, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is... Cream Hunt. Yeah, and it's one of the ones I would say, if I had to rank them, this was one of my top ones, simply for the fact that Kareem Hunt um, carried met Spillane at the five Pittsburgh footballers and then just uh, for five yards and yes. then just willed himself into the end zone. Yes. And at just that point, rolled, he basically was the lumberjack rolling logs. Oh my word. It down was, the hill. Yeah. Um, then the next one following, uh, was it a punt or an interception? I don't remember, Dylan. There are so many interceptions and punts in this game by Pittsburgh. But uh, Kareem again. Yeah, Kareem opts for the knife option rather than the hammer option and just dances around everybody and gets into the and end just, zone. Yeah, just slices his his little twinkle toes right through this gaping hole on the left side. And prances into the end zone like a gazelle. I mean, this was just the first quarter. Yeah, we're not even playing football yet. Yeah, like, there, there's a lot of game to play. We're up 28 to 0. We're not even, we haven't even registered the ticker. So, here's where we are right now. So, 
Pittsburgh, Big Ben just marched down the field and did their little, oh, we're still, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, and then the statement touchdown. The statement drive uh, that said. Such a good one. Oh, you, uh, you wanted seven points? I'm sorry. We can't let you have that seven points. Well, and you we can just... have those seven points, but that 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 change of that change of differential, the diff. Yeah. No. no, I don't like it. And so Baker Mayfield decided that he was just going to uh, give Austin Hooper one. And so now we've got a defensive touchdown. We've got a wide receiver touchdown. We've got two running back touchdowns. And now we've got a tight end touchdown. I'm just, yeah. Uh, then we go in the locker room. Dave. Then we go in the locker rooms, 35, 35, 10. And I still remember, again, Cleveland Twitter at this point going, oh, well, Ben's going to get you left Ben too much time. Then they put up three. Holding them to three here is a big deal. No, it isn't a big deal. Yeah, we held them to three. Fine. But it's also 35 to 10. And 35 to 14, just as good. Sorry, it just is. After the half, the third quarter belongs to Pittsburgh football a little bit. Uh, obviously, and again, this is not making excuses. You can't come out on fire like the Browns did and expect to maintain that. Like, human bodies aren't capable of sustaining that energy level for that long. So, fine. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and look at the, if you look at the ESPN win probabilities. Starts out, uh, Pittsburgh uh, has a 67% chance to win until the first snap of the game. Which then makes it a fifty-one percent Cleveland, just with that first touchdown. And then after the second touchdown, uh, goes up to seventy-one percent Cleveland, and would not dip below eighty-five percent for the rest of the game. Uh, let's go to the fourth quarter. After fourth my quarter. my favorite my favorite play that the Pittsburgh football ran was the try to catch you off sides fake punt not punt plan rather than going for it on fourth and one which they would have easily achieved Mike Tomlin opting to go the Mike Vrabel chicken shit route and punting it away because you know Dylan the third quarter the Browns didn't really put much together offensively no points That was Pat Shermer. That was a Pat Shermer move. No points in the third quarter. You know the defense got this Dylan. The defense got this. Baker's washed. Oh my goodness, they've thrown a 40-yard screen pass to Nick Chubb for a touchdown. 6 plays, 80 yards, 2 minutes and 20 seconds and it's now 42 to 23. Oh my word Dylan. So now we've got a Nicholas Chubb touchdown. And the perfect, just the perfect remedy to their bullshit pass rush. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Uh, and then the play of the game is definitely 
the final touchdown by Pittsburgh football to make it 48-37 when Chase Claypool, in a very classy fashion, scores the garbage time touchdown and spikes the ball like he has just tied it up 48-48. to But he has not managed to actually check the scoreboard to realize that the Browns got 28 in the first quarter and therefore have 48 points. Yeah. He was really shocked in that moment. At just how classless the Browns were in that moment. Dylan, I don't know if any of our listeners thought that that little game recap we did was fun, interesting, but this is for us at this point. Like, cathartic. Just, just to go through it himself. Now, uh, I will say that at the end of this game, and again, this is a real true-to-life story, I live in a place where everybody has, you know, half-acre, acre of land. We're kind of spaced out, not super densely populated. So I wanted to go outside after the game was over, but before the interview portion of the night started. And I wanted to go outside and perhaps yell into the Brownsy night some positive statements about the Browns and listen for other people yelling. And I managed to lock myself outside of the house at approximately 11.30 p.m., uh, my wife had gone to bed hours earlier um, as she was too nervous to watch a Browns playoff game with me. So there I was in an attempt to yell into the night and hear yelling in the night, locking myself out of my home, needing to call my wife, who I very much scared the hell out of. Because, Dylan, when's the last time you placed a phone call to your wife at night? Uh, nope. Can't even recall. So she answers the phone with, what's wrong? And I say, well, nothing really, except I've locked myself out of the house. You're going to need to get out of the warm bed you're in, walk downstairs, and let me back in the house. Because I wanted to be 13 years old and yell outside. Needless to say, I did not yell, but there were people yelling in my neighborhood. So it was all all good in the end. And I will say uh, that the enthusiasm and humor of the situation kind of recovered itself the next morning once everybody had had a pretty good night's sleep and things were fairly more pleasant around the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the last thing we're going to say about this game here today... Uh, guys, is this is kind of a public service announcement. We all have our friends. You have the obnoxious, obnoxious Pittsburgh fans in your life, Dylan. You, you don't know how you meet them or come across them or maybe you're forced to work with them, but now's the time to reach out, connect, send them a meme of a football over top of the clock, Big Ben. Send them a meme that someone has made of a Pittsburgh player with a faceless, nameless gray face. Send them a the Browns is the Browns. It's time. Reach out. Connect. You know, 
this is a good time maybe to share some uh, some tips or or remedies that that you have used in the past years that uh, that your team was not involved in maybe the postseason. You know what? This is stuff that they're going to need to use for several years. Yes, yes. Before and, they're uh, back into the playoffs, so just share the tips like recipes. The body of knowledge that you've gained and and frankly don't need anymore. Not for a little while, anyway. Uh, it's time, and do this for them, the obnoxious Pittsburgh fan in your life. It's time for a little bit of Browns news from www.clevelandbrowns.com slash playoff news. A new part of clevelandbrowns.com. And Dylan, it's time to bring out an old segment. We only do yep. it every once in a while. I'm not even going to get into the whole thing, but we're doing a Baker Mayfield's Baker's Dozen. Top six, because Baker's number is six. Brought to you by Rodeo Palojas in Middleburg Heights, next to the abandoned rallies. The top six reasons Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire. Ooh, this is a good one, Dave. This is a real good one. I know uh, Baker really put the work in on this one, so let's just take it from the top here. At number six... Uh, the the sixth reason why uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire is that putting Bay timeshares, I mean, they're just a much better deal if you can use it during fo- the football season. And oh yeah, if you want to maximize your money, yep, you got to get in that, there in November. Yeah, it's the time. Uh, number five, he took it personally that the media thinks that he's let himself go already. I mean, he just can't wait to prove them wrong to show him show them how much he really can let himself go coming at number four here number fourth reason why uh big ben ought to retire uh he's really looking forward to that sweet pittsburgh area rv and camping outlet advertising and licensing money i mean that's that's a bankroll yeah number three he can finally stop acting like he knows what the fuck TikTok is. Number two, uh, he's already lined up to host the 2021 Realtree Awards. So, you know. That's kind of already on the calendar. And coming in at number one, he just doesn't want to ask for permission or forgiveness anymore. Joining us for some other perspectives on the Middleburg Heights Hot Yoga, Hot Yoga, Hot Yoga, Hot Hotline, none other than Cleveland Browns analyst, Anthony Discustini. Anthony, how are you this fine, fine Victory Friday? Um, I, I'm, I'm great, guys. I'm, I'm here in Boca. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's, you know... We're, we're coming into the off season, my favorite time of the year. Let's break down the draft, shall we? Um, I don't know if you're going to need a quarterback this year, gentlemen, because... Damn right you're not going to need a quarterback. Eagles, Hell yeah. Right. Given, given the recent Eagles' struggles and bringing in Jalen Hurts, you know that the Browns are going to have a shot to bring in Carson Wentz, either via trade or, you know, Pray to the football gods that maybe the Eagles release him because they think they've got something in Hurts. And 
you can correct that mistake from a few years ago, fellas, and you've got yourselves a real quarterback, someone that can take you to the playoffs. I mean, he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl in his second season. I mean, granted, he couldn't go, but he took them there. He was the guy all season long until he got hurt and couldn't do it anymore. But this is the opportunity, fellas. This is where you go out and you get that franchise quarterback and you end this playoff drought and you you, you get there. Maybe you just get to the wild card round. And that in itself is a victory, fellas. You don't need to win the Super Bowl the first year, but you get that quarterback. You get there. You give the city hope. And it, it'll be just amazing what it'll do for the team the following season. So I think we're one year out away from getting that quarterback in the, in the off season. I don't think you have to do it in the draft this year, which is great because the Browns won too many games to get a good quarterback in the draft, honestly. But I think Wentz is probably the best case scenario. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, Anthony, I, I'm, I'm hesitating to even talk about this because this is really kind of the happiest I've heard you in the years we've been having you on the show. And Oh, yeah. I love talking quarterback draft time. I mean, and, uh, and, I and just... season stuff. Um, did you... You've been in Boca. Do you have, like, the internet there? Uh, well, I don't, I don't get on it too much, uh, except when I have to do my analyst stuff and that's only during the season. So as you know, I, I take my vacation at the end of the year and I go to visit my parents in Boca and, uh, you know, I, I turn that stuff off. Dave, I should, uh, hold, uh, hold on one second, Anthony. Uh, I'm going to yeah. mute you, mute you here for a second. Sure. Dave, uh, I really don't want to burst this bubble. I know he seems so happy. He's this is the happiest I've ever heard him. But I feel like he has to. Somebody's got to tell him. Well, has ESPN called him? Like they had to have called him, right? I and don't like, know. I don't know. They had. All right, let's. Uh, Anthony, uh, do you have any like? Uh, d- does your employer, who employs you as an analyst? Have they tried to reach out to you in the last couple of weeks? Do you have any missed calls or self like a voicemail they left or anything? Well, I mean, maybe I don't have any. I I don't know how to use the voicemail, but um, you know, I I get the the scam likelies just like everybody else. Maybe they've tried to call me. Well, yeah. Hold hold on one one. Let second, me ask Anthony. you a I, I, let me ask you a hypothetical question, uh, Anthony. Uh, if sure, if if you had if you had like a, a small cut and we had a band aid on you and you felt like the cut was 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 healed, it was time for that band aid to come off. Are you a fan of the the slow and gentle or the the rip it right off? Wow. Um, this is kind of I mean, a philosophy cons both yeah, ways there, Dave, um, the slow and gentle means I can ease my way into it and, and really wrap my head around it. But, uh, then there's the whole rip it off and, and I get it over with and I have to face it. Um, so really I'm kind of noncommittal on that. I'm going to have to okay. the that, on that one. Okay. Well, we'll come at this from another angle then. Um, so let's say, huh? Dave, I'm just going to do it. 
You're going Band-Aid? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to Band-Aid it. Uh, let's uh, Hold on. Let me ask one more question. One more question okay. here. All right. You obviously watched Week 17. Sure. I mean, it's my job. I'm an analyst. Um, can you explain to me kind of the end of that game? Yeah. I mean, the Browns were pretty well in control until Mason Rudolph came back and threw a touchdown at the end of the game, and from there you knew it was over. The, well, define, define keep me going. Keep over. going. You're stopping there. Yeah. Keep, there was more game left. Well, I mean, come on. They scored the touchdown. All they had to do was get the two-point conversion to tie it, and then either the Browns are going to miraculously march down the field and score to win, or it's going to go to overtime, and you know they have no shot. So that's about when I turned it off. Okay. Well, huh. Okay. Um, well, it's been nice talking to you, Anthony. I uh, no, we got to uh okay, okay. Um Yeah, thanks Anthony. I don't really know. I I agree with you sure on the quarterback thing, I guess. We'll uh I I would encourage you if you could uh see if your parents' computer works. Get on the internet and go to www.clevelandbrowns.com. Slash news. And we, we, we got to go. All right. Well, I fellas, it was nice talking to you. Uh, I'll be looking forward to the draft and then hopefully we'll have signed Wentz by then. And uh, we won't need to talk quarterback in the draft, right? Yeah. We'll talk to you then right after we sign Carson Wentz. Great. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Have a great off season, guys. <laughs> Hey, this is Hugh Jackson, and now it is time to know your foe. Back to you, Dave and Dalen. I just received a flurry of voicemails from a one Randy Mahomes. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. Randy? Is, um, that, is that Patrick Mahomes' that is, mom? That is Patrick Mahomes' mom. And uh, why, is clearly, she, why is she calling you? Well, here's the thing. Uh, clearly, Patrick seems to be still on his parents' family plan um because these voicemails were in fact from patrick mahomes himself the so they must have parent. the unlimited oh uh, that's yeah, too good to pass it's too good to pass up i mean well t-mobile T has a really good deal right now and i think they probably partner with the nfl also well their coverage their, their coverage in kansas city is very good if you've seen oh, the map no doubt about it there's pink all over that shit no doubt about it. Anyway, these these voicemails, though, Dave, I I can so, tell yeah, he's trying to. Did they, I can did, tell. Did these lean Alex Smith or did they lean Russell Wilson? It's like a weird amalgamation of the two. Like he's trying to talk mean shit, like Russell did. That really scared me, you know. Um, but he, you know, he's just. Maybe we should just listen to him. I mean, I don't yeah, want to. Let's just listen. Let's just listen. I, I right. gotta play these. Play the first one. Uh, hey, Don. Yeah, this is Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and the current face of the youthful side of the NFL. I'm just calling to tell you that the Browns suck, and so do you, and so does Dave, and so does your mom, and you probably own cats or something stupid. You're just dumb and stupid, and you suck like all of Cleveland does, okay? Yeah, so you can tell there's some anger there. That definitely, definitely some ferocity. I, I feel like, but I just ah, there's something about it I just can't take seriously, right? I mean, yeah, I mean the mom stuff 
I mean, for, yeah, first that, that I is... that joke makes a lot more sense when you're like 13 and uh, you know your moms right. aren't in their 70s. You know, <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, that's a little odd. Well, well th- there's you, more. There's you more. said there was so, more. Yeah, let's just get to this next one because yeah. Hey, Dylan, uh, this is Patrick Mahomes again, uh, brought to you by Head & Shoulders. Uh, the Browns are going to get knocked off of the playoffs, like Head & Shoulders knocks off Dandruff, off my head. Yeah, so uh, be prepared for that this Sunday uh, during your next shower. Yeah, so that one got weird. I mean... The sponsored I content, yeah, I, that's odd. I mean, I get he's trying to get his bag. I get that. Everybody's trying to get their bag, okay? Um, I follow all the Browns on Instagram live i understand what getting the bag is um, i don't but i'm not going to inquire at this time so like why is he talking about me in the shower though well and i i would have thought that like when head and shoulders had pittsburgh football's troy palomalu i thought it was just because uh, he had like wild vivid hair but it sounded like mahomes had a dandruff problem yeah, like he's directly addressing the dandruff aspect of that. That like he was anyway, pretty happy it worked out that Head and Shoulders right. wanted him as a a spokesperson because he was like, well, I use it anyway, kind of. Yeah, thing. I'm already using it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, this is okay. So this one is where absolutely sort of the lid gets blown off. Just listen, just listen. Okay, well, hey, uh, Travis just called me. You guys probably know Kelsey. Uh, he's from Cleveland. Anyway, uh, he told me Cleveland is actually really cool, and I should probably uh, stop talking smack about uh, stuff I don't know about. Anyway, I just wanted to say that I just beat the Browns in Madden today. Uh, scored like 81 points, so it doesn't really look good for you guys. And also, by the way, uh, I was on pro, not rookie, okay, before you even asked. And my dumb, stupid little brother uh, even kept OBJ healthy for that one. So he's resorting to the Madden taunt? Like, I mean, we've used Madden for simulation purposes, Dylan, but it's never... because it's the most accurate machine for that purpose. But we didn't play. I mean, you can't play. You let Madden figure it out. So I got to figure out if he... Huh. Well, is that it? Is that all of them? He obviously played his little brother. Like... Yeah. Of course you beat him by 81 points. Come on. Yeah. That's so dumb. Uh, yeah, there's there's this last one, and it's sort of a mea culpa, but also not. So I, I don't know. Just We'll just listen. So uh, I'd actually really appreciate it if you erased those. And uh, I guess I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for the uh, shit talking. Uh, I also got to get this off my chest. They uh, actually CGI me playing cornhole. In uh, the State Farm commercial. I can't actually toss like that. I really wish I could. I told them I didn't feel it was honest, but they made me anyway. I just hope you get this last one in time. Okay, so, yeah, I didn't listen to the, to the end of that one. I was, I was, I mean, I was cracking up hard at that point. And, yeah, uh, sorry, you know, sorry, Pat, I, uh. I missed that last part that we had to take this one out, but you can see, like, I'm not very intimidated. I was going to take it out per his request until I got the bombshell, which is the real issue here, and that those State Farm commercials are fake. And next thing you're going to tell me that Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a dog toy so far that it 
became nothing in space. Like, yeah, you're an insurance company. I expect a little bit of uh, accuracy, honesty. Um, yeah, integrity. How about that? Yeah. How about integrity? I mean, State baseline. Farm. We we know that Flo, her whole family looks exactly like her. We know that. Yeah, that we know that. We know that. Despite the fact that Jamie gets ragged on a lot. He's actually very wealthy, has a beautiful family, and a beautiful house. And he's very good at what he does. He's like one of the top One of the top people. agents. And also, we know that Baker Mayfield lives at the stadium, interacts with Dredrick Wills a lot, his wife a lot, and the one groundskeeper, and some security people. And that's honesty, and that's integrity, and that's, I think something that maybe State Farm you need to look at. Don't even get me started on that fucking farmer's guy. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, if you've been watching from afar, I don't know if you're like me or like Chris Clem. Uh, I can't watch much football that's not the Browns. Uh, I don't have a lot of time for three-hour sporting events, so I haven't watched a lot of the Chiefs this year. I've seen their record. I know who Patrick Mahomes is. Uh, those are things. Uh, I see that they were 15-1, and one. Dylan. Dave, uh, let me tell you something. As a counterpoint, I've watched them meticulously. Oh. Because I am a football guy. Well, I... Uh, with a football brain. <laughs> and I got to jam-pack that thing full of football. Uh, that's fine. Uh, what I noticed in dig- doing a little digging is... That the Chiefs, uh, while they do have a 15-1 and record, they aren't exactly the dominators that a lot of people are making them out to be. No, Dave, and in fact, I'd go as far as to say that they're more of a denominator. Oof. This is, this is the team that every other team gets divided by. Okay, I'm not really a math guy, so I'm not going to be able to figure this one out, but fine. Actually, Dave, I got I got to level with you. Um I didn't write this part. This is not my words. These are not my words. Oh. I've actually I haven't watched Kansas City play at all this oh, year. Oh, well, good. So if I look at their record here, Dylan. Yeah. I am struggling to find the 51 to nothing, uh, the 40 to 10s, the, I'm just not seeing it, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, the, I, they keep, they keep calling this. They thing, weren't even 15 and like, one. They were 14 and two. God damn it. Like they keep saying it's going to be like a offensive shootout and going to have two gunslingers going at it. But you know what I don't see? I don't see the the Chiefs scoring more than 35 points. Oh, 43 once. Yep. So one 40-point game. Dylan, how many how many did the Browns have? They had uh, more than that. Yeah, more than that. Um which is uh which is interesting because uh basically, I think we've been uh I think we just the media has been whitewashed uh in assuming uh a Kansas City victory. Yeah. 
Uh, and now, I don't remember you, what happened, Dylan. History. Yeah, what happened the last time we were told that there was an assured victory from one team versus another team who was pretty much just happy to be there, Dylan? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do remember that. Um, and I think what happened was, I, well, there was an NFL record set. I know that. Uh-huh. Uh, an NFL record was set. Um, and then also a bunch of other like streaks and stuff were broken at the same time. Like yeah. I'm talking like 20 year streaks and like 50 year streaks too. Right. Right. All in one fell swoop. And, uh, and, and I, and you know what it, it, it occurs to me, it occurs to me that, uh, that one of the, the vaunted gunslingers, um, one of them. It was involved in that game, and I think his name is Baker Goddamn Mayfield. Well, that's the thing, Dylan. I'm looking here, and I'm looking for these giant offensive performances. And I've only seen one, but then it, it occurred to me that no, 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 no. The strength of the Kansas City Chiefs is obviously their staunch defense. Who? Oh wait, obviously, obviously. Hold on, no, it's not staunch. They gave up 40 points to Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Uh, what about their run defense? Because that's, you know. Uh, it seems, if, to, seems to me if that you're it's. If you're going to cover up the Browns, you got to cover up the run, right? Seems as though it's uh, not great, Dylan. Really? It seems as though that this team isn't uh, a juggernaut. It seems like huh. they're just a football team. In fact. Really? In fact, Dylan, uh, I thought we were to the point that we weren't going to use Native American imagery and our mascots anymore. So should yeah. we just call them Kansas City Football Team? Yeah, let's uh, let's do it right now. All right, Kansas City Football Team. Great. Pardon us if we offended earlier using their old name. I mean, what else is there to do? I mean, I guess we got to look at this roster. Let's look at the dumb roster. Led by Coach Riley Reed. Got wide receiver, nerd, Ty Geek Hill. Uh, how was that science test, McColl? Hard, man. At left tackle, son of Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett, Eric Fisher. Martinez. I'm ranking you last place as far as tackles go. Nick is going to Al Regretti going up against Larry Ogunjobi. What James Harden will be saying from here on out, yes, sir, Durant. Former NFL center, Austin Ryder. Guard and knockoff Kool-Aid, Andrew Weilers. At tight end, Frazier star, Travis Kelsey Grammer. Uh, the other wideout, Sandrich Watkins. At quarterback, Patrick Mahomes star runner. Oh, uh, backup quarterback, though, Chad Henny Tattoo. Everybody forgets about him. Uh, one of the running backs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And that sounds like a company that makes industrial diesel engines. Oh, look. Yeah. They just installed that Edwards Hilaire on that backhoe. 
definitely headquartered in uh, Independence. Oh yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, who I'm not joking at all. I just remembered was still in the NFL. Like, I know that we make that former NFL blah 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 joke. We I I I know we make it every year in in most rosters, but I seriously forgot uh, that Le'Veon Bell was in the NFL. What a piece of shit. Happy singer, Darrell Williams. Hey, man, can I hit that? Anthony. Sure, man. Let's take a look at the defense. Left defensive end, Tano Capassing down. Hogwarts ghost, Legarius Sneed. Backup free safety, Armani Watch. Little Bo Pete Keys at cornerback and Shepard. At defensive end and your uncle, Frank Clark, and his buddy, Chris Jones. I see, Shanti, Dorian O'Daniel. When you want to speed up, use the Mike Pennell. Oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Antonio Hamilton. Derek Nanati. KFC spokesman, Kalen Sanders. Linebacker, Darius Harrius. Legendary Pokemon, Charvarius Ward. Zero tackles on the day, Anthony Hitchens. Tyran Mathieu, the Honey Monster. All right, Dylan. Playoff game two. Divisional round. Uh, I've said it to some other people. I'll say it to you and I'll say it to the listeners. We ain't got time for a shirt right now. You you haven't won anything yet. You weren't the division champs. Can't buy the division champ shirt. You can't buy a shirt till we win the AFC championship. Yep. So we better win this game so we can Gotta get, get to the AFC championship because I want to buy a shirt. I want a goddamn shirt. I'm willing to spend $40 on some bullshit, crappy quality. Oh, it's going to smell so bad when it arrives. Bad smelling with the big dog's level of roughness. Yep. I want it to say AFC champs. I'll buy that. And then we'll talk about the Super Bowl champs next. But let's be honest, Dylan. This is our first trip to the playoffs in 18 years. I'm not expecting off the top a Super Bowl win, but I'm expecting some hardware out of this. And I don't want to end this before we get some of that. So, nope. I mean, what what's it going to take here, though? What do you think? Well, looking back at what the Chiefs are able to score, uh, you know, I know we always predict the same thing, uh, but I think we can hold them to seventeen points, Dylan. I just don't. I just don't see them going past two touchdowns and a field goal. I don't. Of course they're going to look. Of course they're going to score. Okay? Of course they're going to score. This is this is the NFL champion Kansas City Chiefs. We're not dumb, okay? Of Kansas City football. Score. 
they're just going to they're going to score some points. They're going to score a couple of touchdowns. But what they're not going to do probably is snap the ball over the top of Patrick Mahomes star runner's head into the end zone and give us a touchdown. Right. We're so, going to have to earn every single point. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to earn every single point. We're going to earn every single goddamn point. So how I, many is that going to be? I think we can earn 26 or more points. Probably three touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns or three touchdowns, a field goal and a safety. I mean, why not? Yeah, maybe they're smart enough when they do snap the ball over Patrick Mahomes' head. Fall, they fall on it. They fall on it they or kick it, on it, kick it out the, the back zone. of the end zone. Yep. Like a smart goddamn football team would. Like a Brandon Whedon. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you to Jack Brackney for helping us out. Thank you to Jack Fennedy for helping us out. Thank you to you listeners for listening us out. And we will be back next week for the AFC Championship episode. In conclusion, my name is Dave. And I am Dylan. And this has been your Friday Fumble. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Go Browns. Go Browns. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend, Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, partying, partying, yeah, partying, partying, yeah, fun, 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 I'm looking forward to the Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 